Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. I'm sorry I hit him. I'm sorry I hit him and he died. A woman apologizes for killing an NYPD cop. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. And neither should you. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can follow me on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Lots to go over. Lots to go over. We're going to just jump right into it right now. Um, last show I posted was what? Mm, Sunday. And today's a Monday or last Wednesday. I'm sorry. Last Wednesday. Uh, shortly after I did the show uh, or just prior to me doing the show, I informed you in regards to a woman who ended up killing an NY. PD officer. And I caught the glimpse of the video from NBC4 News in New York. And I appreciate them wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly for everything that they gave to me today that I'm using today. She apologized when she was coming out of the jail or the court going into being tucked away into an NYPD's officer's car, I guess either taken off to jail, uh, not really sure where she was going at the time, and she kept saying, I'm sorry, I hit him, I didn't mean it, this and that. Uh, I'm calling bull on that. I will tell you why. How many times, and this woman is a 32-year-old woman, how many times has she probably heard the message, don't drink and drive? Thousands, millions, hundred millions, don't know. But I'm sure she at least heard it once or twice. I am sure of that. I am positive. I will bet my next paycheck that she has heard the slogan, don't drink and drive. I will bet you, yes, my next paycheck, that she would have heard it somewhere along the way or seen it on a billboard, 
or know somebody talking about it. Don't drink and drive. Take a cab, take an Uber, take a Lyft, take something. And yet, she and many other people still do it. And it's a matter of time before someone takes the sand out of your own hourglass. You heard it in the intro with Gina. Gina mentions it. She's mentioned it each and every week. Don't let anyone take the sands of time within your own hourglass. I wrote those words myself. She read them. I change it up every now and then because sometimes I forget what I wrote. But nevertheless, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, put your seatbelt on. Hey, buckle it up, would you? And it's the same thing. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Everybody knows that this shouldn't have happened. So we're just going to jump right into this show right now and let you know that I do not believe this lady that she is sorry. You know what she's sorry at? She's sorry that she got caught. She got caught. She had twice the limit that should be within a body getting behind the wheel. Not to mention, rumors have it, she might have been high at the same time. All right? So that's also kind of scary. Here is a story right straight up right now. I'm jumping right into this. NBC4 New York. I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. And here we go. Just a couple of hours ago, Jessica Bouvet appeared in court to face charges in that crash that cost the 32-year-old her freedom and a veteran police officer his life. That officer run down while directing traffic at the scene of another deadly accident. Tonight, News 4's John Chandler reports from Fresh Meadows, Queens, with more on how New York's finest are now paying tribute to that officer who they say paid the ultimate price for someone else's mistake, John. Well, and here outside the 107th precinct in Queens, black bunting hanging in tribute to that fallen officer. A loss felt not just here at this precinct, but at precincts throughout the city. Meanwhile, Jessica Bavay facing at least 13 charges, including aggravated manslaughter and vehicular manslaughter. She was arraigned just hours ago in a Queens courtroom, and police say she told the judge not only was she driving drunk, she had smoked pot before getting behind the wheel. I'm sorry. A tearful apology from Jessica Beauvais. I'm sorry that I hit him and he's dead. Sorry, the 32-year-old says, for hitting and killing Officer Anastasio Sacos while driving drunk. But sorry, Pat Lynch says, is too late to save the father of two. Yes, she's sorry, not for the death, but that she got caught. The PBA president spoke moments after Beauvais' family left the Queen's courthouse saying nothing. Outside the Hempstead home she shares with her son, neighbors were stunned. When someone drives irresponsibly, they're taking not their, it's not about them, it's about the other person. So this innocent family, whew, I'm just so sorry. Police say Bovey was drunk nearly twice the legal limit in the early morning hours when she struck Officer Sacos, then tried to flee. Her choices led to the death 
I'm a New York City police officer. The 14-year vet of the NYPD was directing traffic from a fatal car crash on the Long Island Expressway. Been knew him for years. Describe him as the best of the best. While a caravan of police escorted the officer's body to the New York City Medical Examiner's Office, neighbors echoed praise for the 43-year-old Sakos from outside his Long Island home to his old Flushing community. I feel like I just lost my... I'm still shaking. I am just at a loss for words. I'm just sad because his, his kids will never... Sorry. <laughs> they will never know his father. And, and, and it's just... I, I can't take this anymore. Sakos leaves behind a wife, a six-year-old daughter, and a three-year-old son. We now have a family that is devastated that will never be put back together. Well, the officer and his family had just moved to their new Long Island community back in September when they bought their house. His funeral arrangements are still pending. As for Jessica Beauvais, she faces 13 counts in the complaint, and she is remaining held tonight without bail. We are live in Fresh Meadows section of Queens. I'm John Chandler, News 4 New York. All right, News 4 New York, uh, NBC4 New York. I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. You've heard it in the soundbite. You've heard every one of these people that had some kind of conversation going on. They talk about exactly what I've been saying and I've been preaching for the last seven years and I'm still going to continue to preach. She was drunk, twice the limit, and she said she smoked pot prior to getting into the vehicle and going down the road. Well, what does it take? 13 charges, 13 charges that this lady is brought up on. Tell me that she has not heard about the fact that no one should be drinking and driving, smoking pot while driving. That campaign has not hit America yet. That campaign has not been across the board for at least 20, 30 years, at least as long as I've been alive, and I've been alive for almost 60 years now. And I know it was a big thing back in the 70s, and then in the 80s and 90s, obviously, 2000s. Here we go. It's out there. It's in your face, and you can't tell me that you don't see the billboards every now and then. You don't hear the commercials on TV. You don't hear the commercials on the radios. You don't hear that? What kind of rock have you crawled underneath yet? You're 43, 32 years old, and yet you still do something stupid as this. And quite honestly, I hope she rots in jail. She should rot in jail. Lock her up. Make an example of her, because that young officer, 43 years old, is not coming back. Survived by his wife, their six-year-old daughter, and three-year-old son. And just like the gentleman in, in the soundbite indicated, they're never going to know who their dad is. They're never going to be able to walk her daughter down the aisle, not going to be able to attend the son's graduation, not going to be able to see him play sports in high school, not going to be able to see any grandkids. They're never going to know who their grandpa is. This is what's happening. You're ripping a freaking family apart. And all you can say is, I'm sorry, I hit him. And that he's dead. I'm sorry. Really? 
I don't think you got an ounce of sorriness in you. There's no remorse there. You're just sorry you got caught. And I'll say that right to your face. Because I, I am tired of this. Each and every weekend, I read stories about this. Each and every weekend, I do shows. I, I do two shows a week now. Sometimes I do more. But nine times out of ten, I'm doing two shows. And what is it doing? Apparently, it's not reaching the right people because you guys are still doing this. And I guarantee you, I'm doing the show on a Sunday night. I'm doing this show on a Sunday night at 9 p.m. California time. So midnight over there in New York. And I can guarantee you by tomorrow morning, when I wake up and post this show, I can go in and type in DUI arrest. DUI arrest in New York. DUI arrest in Chicago. DUI arrest in California, in Arizona, San Diego, San Francisco, whatever state I want, whatever city. And I will bet you a dollar to donuts, dollar to donuts, that I can at least get one story. And they're going to say, oh, I didn't know. I'm not supposed to drink and drive. Was, is, is that a law? Yeah. It's tiring, people. It is tiring. A family has been ripped apart, and only thing you can say is that you're sorry. Well, quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm sorry, too. But I'm not sorry that if they throw the book at you, lock you up and throw away the key. And I have another story coming up in just a few minutes that the commissioner doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to stop something. I'll tell you how. We come back. You're listening to DistractedDriversBuster.com. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. 
All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And, of course, Facebook is DistractedDB. You can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and that will bring you up with this show and all my other archive shows. So we just heard a story about a young 32-year-old woman who admittedly smoked marijuana and had a couple of drinks before getting behind the wheel and ended up hitting and killing an officer in New York City, an NYPD officer, a veteran, while he was attending another crash scene, a deadly crash scene, and it ends up she took that officer's life. Hmm, wonder what should happen. I have my opinions. I may talk about it in the next show because these are the stories that just make me outraged. And here's a story, okay? Street racer, again, no remorse. A street racer with no remorse only cared about their cars after a crash that killed a child, okay? You end up killing a child, and only thing you freaking care about is the damage to your car. Maybe you shouldn't have been street racing, you could probably still have a nice car. Here is a story from WKMG News 6. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. All right, maybe if I hit the button right. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, see, I get so flustered on these things, and now it's messing me up. Tonight, the Osceola County Sheriff admits he's been getting lots of questions about what his sheriff's office is doing to crack down on street racing. It comes after an 11-year-old girl was killed in a crash in his county last week. Yeah, witnesses told troopers the driver who crashed into the girl's car was racing. News 6's Eric Blonankin was at the sheriff's press conference just in the past few hours. Yesterday, the Highway Patrol told us that street racing here in Central Florida over the past year has been getting worse. Just in the past week, they say they found out about several races and crashes. So we've been asking our local leaders, what are they doing about it to get results? This afternoon, we heard from the Osceola County Sheriff about it. We have been addressing this since uh, January that I've taken office. We have actually, with our aggressive driving unit and our, our motor units. Osceola County Sheriff insists he is addressing the street racing epidemic after the car an 11-year-old was riding in last Friday on US-192 in Osceola County was demolished. She was killed and two other women in the car were injured. Troopers say they were innocent victims in a street race, according to witnesses. A lot of work goes into what we do, and as you can see, because we try to prevent this. No system is perfect, and we're never going to have a zero loss of life. I mean, it would be, it would be amazing if we could do this, but this tragic... Uh, traffic accident that just occurred is uh, something that, you know, it should hit home. The sheriff says he has not spoken with the girl's family and is not involved in the investigation of the drivers accused of causing the crash. That's FHP's job. But he says he's handed out 680 tickets so far this year for reckless driving, speeding and racing, and hundreds more with other agencies and joint operations and made more than 100 arrests. Oh! 
Troopers told us about four different reports of street racing in two days last week in Osceola and Orange counties. This is video from one of their investigations, they say, and troopers tell us they're out at all hours of the night, but they need help. More witnesses calling in tips and more troopers. Sheriff Lopez said the same. Right now we're understaffed. I mean, we can use probably 10 more of these guys up here. And then later on in the press conference, the Osceola County Sheriff admitted that he could actually use an extra 40 deputies out on the street to effectively tackle the street racing problem, he says. But in order to make that happen, he says he needs more money from the Osceola County Commission. In Osceola County at Sheriff's Headquarters, Eric Von Eck and Getting Results, News 6. All right, again, that came from News 6 out there in Florida. I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's my thought on this. If you get these guys that do these high-speed chases, drag racing, street racing, whatever the case might be, lock them up, impound their car, and sell it off as auction, that will help you to go ahead and have more funds for more police. Then that way we can start weeding this stuff out. Because if somebody ends up dying, now you have a whole new can of worms to look at. Now something else isn't right. Something needs to happen. Uh, quite honestly, if we start putting our foot down and stop letting these guys run the streets, act like they're in charge, you got to have DAs that are willing to go after them. you got to have judges that are willing to throw the book at them and start making things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Look, the police can only do so much. But they need everybody's help on this. You can lock them up, then they get, you know, they pay the bail, they're out on the street, they're drag racing again. And then yet there's going to be a, another child, another mother or a father that ends up getting killed and people are going to scream, how could this happen? Why did this happen? Well, why isn't that guy in jail? Well, it seems to me, and it's always been this way as far as I've been looking at these stories, these kinds of stories, I should say, that the perpetrator has more victim or more rights than the victims. And if I'm wrong, just send me a message. Let me know. You know how to reach me. Reach me on Facebook. Instant message me on Facebook. You know, you can follow me again on Facebook at, at DistractedDB. Just instant message me and say, hey, Howard, you're wrong. This is how it is. And if you want to be a guest on my show to talk about it, Let's set up a date and time. We can do a, either a Zoom meeting, uh, a phone interview, whatever the case might be. We'll get you on. You say your side of the story, and I'm going to continue to say mine. It just drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy that these kinds of things happen. All right, I want to turn my attention to uh, a PSA. All I know is it's Trooper Joe from South Carolina, and... It's uh, at SCHP underscore Trooper underscore three. And I talked about this not too long ago. He had a PSA. I saw it on Inst or, uh, on Facebook or um, Twitter. I should say Twitter. And what I, I indicated to him that I wanted to use it. Never really got a response, but uh, it's been three weeks. So I feel like, okay, uh, silence is golden in my book. So I'm going to go ahead and use this, and I'm going to play it right now. And this is just a quick PSA that he has 
uh, and you know the South Carolina troopers are doing a fantastic job. They're trying to put their best foot forward and take care of this business. It's not a matter of if, but when. It's not if, but when. Not if, but when. Not if, but when. Not if, but when. Hey everybody, it's Trooper Joe here with the South Carolina Highway Patrol. And for the entire month of April, we're going to be talking about distracted driving. Unfortunately, a popular form of distracted driving here in the state of South Carolina is texting and driving. And we want to make it clear, if you are texting and driving, it's not a matter of if, but rather when you'll be involved in the collision, possibly resulting in property damage, personal injury, and maybe even death. So if you absolutely positively have to text, we ask you pull up to a safe location, do your texting, enter back onto the roadway safely, and put the phone down. All right, I appreciate that. I know indicated the month of April, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the month of May is Motorcycle Safety Month. So I think in that way, I think it's okay if I play this, even though it says April, for the month of May. I didn't get a chance to play this during the... Uh, month of april i was kind of you know april was a bad month for me and uh quite honestly to tell you the truth eh, you know it it kind of was a bad month for this lady here she's 24 years old jennifer and quite honestly here's a story that i got from fox 13. now a dash cam video shows this car flying off the interstate interstate and crashes into the car dealership. Now, I saw the video, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. If she was alive at the end of this, I would be amazed. Well, guess what? She was alive. But unfortunately, I think two of her passengers didn't make it. And again, these kinds of stories, they're a little bit disturbing, and here's a story again from Fox 13 News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. A car that was caught on camera flying into the air before crashing into a car dealership has died. Troopers say a sergeant clocked 24-year-old Jennifer Carvajal going 111 miles an hour on I-4 near Mango Road. This was early this morning. You see the car veer off. The sergeant caught it on a camera. She made a hard right there causing her car to go airborne and then crashing through an F-dot fence into that car dealership at Gator Ford. During the crash, two passengers were thrown from the car. They are seriously hurt, and another was rushed to the hospital where he later died. Carvajal, who troopers say was the only person in the car wearing a seatbelt, suffered just minor injuries. But tonight, she is facing several charges, including DUI and reckless driving, and investigators say the charges in the case will likely be updated. Of course, of course. And again, that story came from Fox 13 News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Of course, she's wearing her seatbelt. She's the only one. She was drunk. Her body's more relaxed as she flies through the air, and the car crashes and tumbles and flips all over the place. And yet, she's unscathed. But yet, one of her passengers, two of them actually, were thrown out of the vehicle, one of them seriously injured, and the other died later that night. It's amazing how these things happen. And it doesn't occur to people, it doesn't ring a bell or anything, like, hey, these things are happening, they shouldn't be happening. 
People are dying on the roads. People are killing themselves. Yeah, but nobody's really crying about that. Nobody's really up in arms unless you're the victim's family. And then people forget about the families. People forget about the families in the next two, three days. I can pretty much remember every one of these stories that I've done on people. Sure, I have a, a log that tells me everybody I've either talked to or interviewed, but it's, it, it, you could just replace anybody's name with anyone that I've done a story on. It's the same thing. When are we going to learn? When are we going to take this stuff seriously? When are we going to get to the point where we're not killing ourselves because of the vehicles? Our vehicles are a mode of transportation to get you from point A to point B. It's not supposed to be a bullet. It's not supposed to be anything but a mode of transportation. Yet, people use it. People use it as a weapon. I see it all the time. It's a weapon to people. And as long as it's a weapon to people, no one's going to get it. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? Take your cell phones and put them in the glove box until you get to your destination. And after you get to your destination, then pull out your phone. You don't need it. I drive up and down the roads each and every day and I see people texting and driving, weaving in and out of traffic, and I'm amazed that I make it to work each and every day. Until then, be safe.